0: And that's what we signed up for, isn't it? Come on, that's what we signed up for. I'm so thankful for the Lord in Jesus' name. Before we dismiss the youth, um, I would just like us to pray again together. Everybody say together. There's just something about praying one for another that really does set or allows some doors to be open. Let's just put it that way. And and in our services like this, we don't want to get into formalism. We want doors to be open that no man can shut that we know for sure that it was God in Jesus' name. There's healings that are taking place already. You come into an atmosphere like this, it is just an absolute incubator. And so let's just lift up our hands right now. If you feel led to lay hands on somebody near you right now, you have the liberty to do that. Come on, let's just pray one for another. Father, in the name of Jesus, mm, there's no doubt, God, there's no doubt with what you're doing. Oh Jesus The stubbornness and the things that Lord God just absolutely do not make any sense in the presence of God. Have your way here, Lord God. Have your way in the name of Jesus. You can cut through any veneer right now, Lord God. I know you do not violate the human will, but Lord God, you can set an atmosphere where the human will will never forget it. Never, ever forget this in Jesus' name. And God, I'm believing that to happen. I believe across the internet right now, you've got somebody in a living room somewhere that needs to get the Holy Ghost and right now I release that Lord Jesus fill them with the baptism of the Holy Ghost let their eyes be open to the understanding of Jesus name baptism true repentance Lord God I just I just announced that I release that all over this area of Gillette Campbell County Wyoming and the Rocky Mountain District and everywhere that we are in influence in Jesus name touch magnify your office Lord God let us Lord Jesus just become glass houses that we can just expose you more and more in these last days touch, strengthen, I come against depression again, it always tries to come I come against fear and I command it in the name of Jesus to subside, you didn't give us a spirit of fear but of love and power and of a sound mind and so Lord God right now I just proclaim that word in the name of Jesus against all diseases, against any mental things, spiritual things Lord God in the name of Jesus we just give you the praise and the glory for what you're doing Lord God in the name of Jesus Oh yes, Lord God. Touch. Strengthen, Lord God. Oh, yes, I have a Jesus name God bless you you can be seated the youth can go to their classroom and and um, get everything they can in Jesus name I do appreciate every office in this local church it just doesn't happen with one person it happens with God we understand that but um, people have to come together and they have to just do all kinds of different things by the direction of the Lord in Jesus name and so I'm thankful for that I never want to take that for granted In Jesus' name, praise God. Um, Tonight, I'm just, uh, we'll be having services here at uh, beginning 5.30 in the prayer room, of course. Um, But I want to um, just kind of set a little bit of a tone for tonight before I move on. And that is in the way of um, testimony, praise God. Um, And I I believe that uh, the Lord wants us to testify. I believe that he wants us to um, let people know what's going on. Now, testimonies are not prayer requests. Um, I, it's been a while uh, we had, since we've done this, and, and, um, and I understand. I'm not trying to be unfeeling. We do have time for prayer requests, and the Bible does instruct us if we have things that need to be prayed for or about, we want to um, have our liberty to do that in this place. Can you say amen? amen? But testimonies are different. Testimonies, in my opinion, need to be not only um, uplifting, but they need to tell what the Lord is doing. Praise God. Let me give you some scripture so that maybe you can prepare yourself. The Bible says in Psalm 105. Psalm 105, it says, "Oh give thanks unto the Lord." Everybody say Amen. amen. Call upon His name, make known His deeds among the people. So there you are. That's just one of many that, that the Bible refers to that we we need to do that. Amen. And this is not bragging because none of us can really take credit for it. We need to give the Lord. That glory and so tonight in the midst of our worship service we're going to give time for testimonies and so I want you to be prepared for that and um, and I have confidence in this that this is going to be ministering medicine it is I I really really feel like that God is going to do something tremendous tonight and um, and uh, I just I am I just want to push fast forward and go right to there right now but I won't hey I don't know if they do these things anymore do they Anybody ever heard of bumper stickers? <laughs> well, you're laughing. I, uh, and you should, because I found these um, deep in the crevice of a drawer that I had. But I thought to myself, I can't throw this stuff away. So I don't know if people even do this anymore. Do they? Do they, they put bumper stickers on their car? Amen. So I'm going to just put these out here, and you can take as many of these as you want. And um, it just says the people of the name Jesus and experience Acts 2 and 38. Pretty good news, isn't it? So bumper stickers are back and void. Yeah, we're going to do it. In Jesus' name. Also, this is Pastor Carnahan giveaway day, okay? And so we're going to do this um, in Jesus' name. I got these. Uh, I know we've done these before. But this week, you have an opportunity, a golden opportunity, to get involved in prayer and fasting. We do this once a month. Not that this is the only time we do it, but we kind of highlight it. And then we'll, uh, Saturday, we'll culminate it with a, um, a prayer meeting here in the church. And, man, if you can come, these prayer meetings have been just absolutely liberating. They really have. And I have absolutely no idea all that God does in the midst of all of this. Um, he doesn't let me know, he doesn't um, pat me on the back, he just says keep doing it. And so I'm going to do that. But to help in prayer, and I know we all need help in prayer from time to time. Um, the organization years ago came up with what they call a prayer wheel. And all this is, in my opinion, is just a kind of a prayer starter. Sometimes we get bogged down in prayer. And, um, and we all do, and, and, and maybe it's just what we're praying for, or maybe we're just begging, or whatever the case is. But this might help somebody here, and I'm going to also let, let these be out here, and you can take one of these at your leisure, too. I'll put them on this side. And so these are things that, um, that might help, in Jesus' name. Also, Jesus, is he ever going to quit? No, I'm not. Um, I have um, also, and I'm not going to give these away. I'm going to just make these known to you. I have a series of small Bible, not small, 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 wrong word, short, short Bible studies that I have accumulated through the years, things like Pentecost. Is that for everyone? Just a neat little Bible study that talks about Pentecost. This one here is, um, I can't remember where I got this, but it's just kind of cool. It's called Salvation Made Simple. And, um, and these are just things that maybe you want to look at. And if you think you want to get involved in teaching uh, short Bible studies like this, I do have multiple copies of some of these. Some of these I don't. That's why I'm not going to just pass them out because I want to make sure that whatever we get, you, um, um, you know, we, we can order these things in Jesus' name. The Pentecostal Experience, that's another good one. A lot of times this is a great, great um, uh, icebreaker. Have you ever heard about Pentecost um, and that type of thing? And so this is a, a Bible study that can help us to, to do those things. We even have one, a simple one on the Godhead, into his marvelous light and that type of thing. So I just wanted to let these things be known, and I want to help you. I want to help you to be part of the mission that God has of spreading this gospel to the whole world in Jesus' name. This church is a, is a, a tremendous church, great example. We have led this district probably for about 15 Maybe getting close to 20 years in what, and that's not bragging, I'm just telling you, but we have, this church has led the, the district in giving for missions. Last year we did again, and we're happy to do that. You are very giving people. And missions is one of the places, in my opinion, that, um, that, that our giving can really, really, really do some good, in Jesus' name. And so I just want to thank you for that, in Jesus' name. Turn in your Bibles here. I'm gonna give you a little bit to think about here before I really press on to a, to a study here. I gotta watch my time. But look at John, chapter number five. We talked about this, Brother Kilman did such a tremendous job of, um, oh, I, I guess it would be called hurting our brains. Um, and that's what a lot of times a little deeper Bible studies will do. And, um, and I, I'm not against that. It, it challenges me and, and that type of thing. I really appreciate what he said about the Old Testament. I have been a proponent of that for years. You know, I, in my opinion, I believe one of the, the will of God is for every person in Campbell County to go through search for truth. Amen. Amen. I, I really believe that. It's not the only Bible study, but it's a Bible study that really does highlight on the whole entire Bible. And it gives us perspectives. And we're always searching for answers. The Queen of Sheba, she came to Jerusalem because she heard of a smart guy that was king there. And so she came. And she didn't ask what 2 plus 2 was. <laughs> no, she, she already figured that one out. She came and the Bible says, and I don't know what the questions were, but the Bible says they were hard. There were questions that a lot of other people could not answer. Amen. And I believe that God will put people in places like that. And you don't have to have 350 degrees, you know, to, to, to do stuff like that. You just, if you're under the anointing of God, I'm going to tell you something. It's tremendous. Never forget, you know, one of the, I don't know if it was a compliment or not, but it was, um, these are ignorant fishermen. Remember that? That's what they said. But wow, they're, they're the ones that are turning the world upside down. And so I'm not against education. I think education is great. I think it's something that can help us. But it absolutely is way, way below the anointing of God, in my opinion. It just is. Anything from God, amen, um, is far supreme anything. And so don't forget that. You know, sometimes we can get a little intimidated with the diversity that we have in the kingdom of God. And we should appreciate one another and what everybody is doing and what they're accomplishing. But you and I, everybody can be used, praise God, in the kingdom of God. You can, praise God. Remember this scripture here in John 5 and 39? Remember that? Remember Brother Kilman, he used this scripture. I think he launched from here. And, And this is one of my favorite, or not favorite, but one of the scriptures I am... I like because it's in the first lesson of search for truth, this is one of the things that you establish, that scripture will testify of Jesus Christ. Search the scriptures. Can somebody say amen? Amen. That's a mandate, folks. That's an opportunity. That's an invitation. That's not a threat. You and I have the opportunity to search the scriptures. And then it says, for in them you think that you have eternal life. We've got Uh, Hundreds of different religions out there that think they're right. And my goodness, I'm not going to jump into that pile and compete with them. This is what I feel like we can excel in. It says, And they are they which testify of me. Now let me see the hands. Did that provoke you? And you know what the word provoke means? It means to irritate you. And God irritates us once in a while, doesn't he? I get irritated when people leave the church. I get irritated when, you know, when people don't pray, when I don't pray, when all that kind of stuff. Irritation is not a bad thing, praise God. But, you know, I think sometimes we need to get irritated with the fact that we need to get this gospel out. We need to get this thing to where people can hear it and that type of thing. And I believe God is doing that. There's no question about it. But how many now in your, in your, your, your daily journeying through the Bible, and I hope all of you are, I hope that's one journey that you're taking every year, go through the Bible Find out what's in there. But have you found in the Old Testament um, things that directly testify to Jesus Christ? Anybody give me an example? Let me give you an example. Anybody think of a scripture in uh, Isaiah? Yeah, by his stripes. Whose stripes? Jesus' yeah. How about that one in 9, chapter 9? For unto us? Yeah. Who's that talking about? And that's 700 years before he was born isn't God good I'm telling you something, folks you and I we can we, we have got we can have loads truckloads of confidence in our God he is able to do exceeding abundant above, above all that we ask or think that's what scripture teaches us and so we can begin to start doing that praise God I I'm, I'm just started this morning in my prayer I just try to do this periodically but I'm praying through the Psalms that's what I'm doing. Taking five chapters and just praying through them. Yesterday I went through the 119th Psalm. Praise God. And got out of breath when I tried to pray that one through. <laughs> Try to pray the 119th Psalm. Yeah, all 176 verses of it. But um, but the bottom line is, right? I mean, my mind was just quickened that the scripture just testifies about Jesus all over the place. And it should excite us. Amen. He was the, He was the lamb slain from the foundation, not the end of the world. He came, he was in the mind of God in the beginning, way, 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 way back there, praise God. And so all over the Old Testament, there are things that testify, praise God, and God has put them in there in Jesus' name. Let me show you something before I give you an example. I think I might have used this example before, but I'm going to show you something in the Old Testament that is just absolutely phenomenal. Praise God, in my opinion. But first, I want you to go to 1 Corinthians. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter number 2, and let's, let's look at something here that may be some seed that will be sown into our ground. Praise God. God is in the revealing business. He does that all the time. At some very strange times, God will show us some things, and it's just cool. You just kind of back away, and you go, wow, man, never saw that one before. Praise God. I remember we had a guy in Iowa, the Iowa district, James McCoy. And he was just absolutely, I mean, wisdom came out his ears. I mean, he would just drip from it. I mean, I, and, and, I mean, and I know I'm exaggerating, but the guy was just absolutely chief. I mean, he told us one time about driving through a fog and what he saw and what God was revealing to him. I'm going, man, I've never seen that in a fog. But I remember he came and he did a dissertation on the first three chapters of the book of Acts. And I walked away going, haven't I ever read that? I mean, you just kind of go, wow. But that's the beauty of this thing is that we think that, you know, in them we have salvation when in reality they're testifying to us about Jesus Christ. And that's really where it's at. Praise God. That's who we emulate. That's who we want to be like. That's our hero. Can somebody say amen? amen? Jesus is my hero. Plain and simple. Praise God. And I hope that he will not only be yours but he will become more like that in Jesus name. Bible says second 1 Corinthians chapter 2. It says and I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom. Now, this is Paul. He's telling these people, I didn't come with that. He says, declaring unto you the testimony of God. So have some, some faith in yourself, praise God. You don't have to have, be an English major. It says, for I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. That really simplifies things, doesn't it? That this is really what I want to declare everywhere I go. And then it says, And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. You saw how I lived. I joined the local church. And everybody got a bird's eye view of how my life goes sometimes. Up and down sometimes, but not quite as far. So Paul is saying, you saw me. No wonder I want to testify about Jesus, right? It says in verse number 4, And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration. Say the word demonstration. Demonstration. I believe that God wants to help you to be a demonstrator. The Bible says of the spirit and of power. There you go. That's what God wants to flow through you. And then it says that your faith, it says, should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. It's just very simple reasoning there. The reason God wants to do this is so that you don't get the big head. So that you and I will always recognize that if it wasn't for him, we couldn't get this thing accomplished. It doesn't matter how long you're in the church, praise God. This will never and should never go away, praise God. That we stand on our, our feet because of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then it says, "Howbeit we speak wisdom in verse number six. Um, it says, among them that are perfect, praise God. The word perfect there actually means mature or grown up. Amen. It says, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world, that come to naught. Lots of things come and go in our world, praise God. But God comes and stays. But we speak the wisdom of God. Everybody say the wisdom of God. I'm deliberately doing this, folks, so that this seed will get down deep. It says, in a mystery... Even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory. That's one of the things I'm praying for personally, is that the hidden stuff, praise God, will show itself. Praise God. And it's not that God doesn't know what I'm talking about. He will do that. But I'm, I'm, I, as a pastor, I'm seeing that, recognizing that in some of your lives, that these hidden things, praise God, Amen. And that's what the word mystery means. Mystery isn't some ooh, spooky things that God is doing. It's just something that he, he hides. Amen. But if we seek him, the Bible says... That, that without faith, it's impossible to please Him. That he, they that come to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. It's not money and cars and houses and stuff like that that God rewards us with, in my opinion. We do that to ourselves. God rewards us in things like this hidden wisdom. He'll show you things. He'll begin to let this Bible, praise God, come alive in in your lap. And you'll sit there in the middle of the night, praise God, because you couldn't sleep and you got up and you opened that Bible and God begins to show you things in the name of Jesus. And that word begins begins to be a healing agent in your life. Man, can you sense that right now? Come on, somebody can just lift up their hand right now and you can take a word that you know and you can apply it to your life. Come on, it's an engrafted word. It's what the Bible says. Amen. It says, receive with meekness the engrafted word that's able to save you. Oh, my goodness. I feel a surge of the, whole, of the Holy Ghost in this place right now. Oh, yes. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh. Wow. Wow. Praise God. Oh, my goodness. My goodness, that's good. It's still lingering in here, by the way. In Jesus' name, there is just an anointing in this place that God has brought. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, I pray that. In Jesus' name, every eye opened. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Every ear opened to hear what the Spirit of the Lord would say. Oh, yes. In the name of Jesus, yes, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. My goodness. Whoa. Ah, Hallelujah. Praise God. And then let me finish this thought here in verse 8. It says, which none of the princes of this world knew. Get that. Wow. I remember Brother Stone King saying one time when he was in England, he got a burden for Prince Charles. And I thought, whoa, I never thought of that before. But he did. He sent him um, his gifts on the Holy Ghost and did all of that kind of stuff. And and after I heard that, I thought, why not? Why shouldn't we as apostolics be bold and do that? You know, folks, that was the motive behind this, by the way. Some of you need to realize that. You've got a hold of some things. And God, I know he's done great things in your personal life. I know that but he's got so much more he wants to do for the people around you. So consider that this week, amen, and testify in Jesus' name, amen. Bible says in verse number eight, and I know Brother Kilman made this point, he said, if they'd have known this, they wouldn't have crucified Jesus. Yeah, and it says, and then I'm gonna finish off with this, it says, but as it is written, amen. I have not seen near nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. They just don't come when you're born. They come when you're born again. The Bible says, But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit teach or searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. That's what it does. It goes below or down deeper than anything else in Jesus' name. And so this is what God wants to renew in, in many of your lives. In Jesus' name, praise God. Let me show you something. I, don't know, I think I might have said or taught this before in a Bible study or before. Maybe you, you've, you've heard it, but if you have, just pretend like you haven't, okay? But in the fifth chapter of the book of Genesis, I love the book of Genesis. Creation is one of the greatest stories told because God sets the plane. He kind of shows us what he's doing in that type of thing. And of course, we understand in the third chapter, uh, unfortunately, mankind fell. And before you think about it, you know, mankind was represented, represented by Adam and Eve. And so, in my personal opinion, this is just my opinion, that if I'd have been in a garden, I would have fell too. Amen. I'm not defeatist. I'm just saying that's just the way it is. Mankind fell. Praise God. And so I'm not playing the blame game with Adam. I thank God that he stuck around and allowed God to move into his life. Praise God. Amen. But a lot of the characteristics that we see in that third chapter, we can identify in our own lives. We can. We hide from the truth sometimes, don't we? We try to put on something that, oh, it isn't what God wants me to put on, but it's, it covers a little bit anyway, doesn't it? Yeah, we do that. And then, boy, the classic one, well, that woman, God. Yeah, yeah, we, we do all of those things, folks. We are capable of it, and, and we repeat them many times, and I'm not here again to, to put, put it down. I'm just saying you must understand you're a human being. Amen. We have been, we're, we're, we're you know, we're in need of a Savior, and God does that. But in the, in the fourth chapter, we see life getting on in, in Genesis. And, and, of course, it gives us those beautiful examples that the Bible does. It's not an exhaustive study, but it gives us a lot of times the, the, the bookends. You know, uh, A, Cain and Abel. You know, one that wanted to do what God wanted him to do and one that didn't. And, again, I'm not here to point a finger at anybody. I'm just saying I have to use that as an example in my life. Many times I have encountered t- things that God... Um, wanted me to do, and I didn't want to do them. I said, God, get somebody else, you know. And you know something? If you do that long enough, now this is not a warning, this is information. He'll do that. We've got to get back to the fact that, you know, when God asks us to do something, it's not because you're such a great person. It's because he's great and he will greatly use you. And boy, once you begin to understand a little bit of that, a lot of stuff that used to scare the daylights out of you won't anymore. It just won't. Amen. Um, what you're seeing right here is a product of that. I never, this was not my idea. And I'm not blaming God. I'm just saying, God, when you call me to preach, get—I mean, there's plenty of people in this church that are better at it than I am. But God says, no, I want, I want to use you in a particular way. And so he began to show me the necessity of it. And man, that one ate my lunch. I couldn't make any excuse about that. And so I went out and, and got rid of my intimidation through the help of the Lord. Got to knock on doors and begin uh, teach Bible studies and, and got rid of some of that fear that some of you right now are, are battling with. And God, want, in fact, I feel just right now to pray for you for that right now in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, Come up against it right now, Lord. And I pray for that right now. Touch these precious souls, God. Take that fear, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, right now. That rejection, that mistake, prone first time they ever did it. Just, just take that, Lord God, and help us to just digest that. Not do away with it, Lord God, but to use that as a teaching tool in the name of Jesus. Strengthen them right now, Lord God. Oh, Lord Jesus, you told us that we shall receive power after that. The Holy Ghost come upon us. And we shall be witnesses unto you in the name of Jesus. And I proclaim that right now, God. I proclaim that right now. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Praise God, praise God. Oh, come on, somebody just shout it, come on. It's, I'm gonna do it. Come on, somebody, you vocalize it. Come on, you vocalize it. Come on, let that come from your innermost being. Let that come from your spirit. Oh, Messiah, in the name of Jesus. Just go ahead and belt something out. Just go ahead and let it flow out of you like rivers of living water your spirit, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord God. Yes, Lord Jesus. Yes, God. Oh, yes. Yes. Do that. Do that. When you feel the, the, the unction of God on you, just let it fly. Let it come out of you. Amen hey man years ago when i got the holy ghost i didn't understand this stuff but i just i hung with you people and there was this something about you that said man whether i understand or not i don't it's there and one Wednesday, we started having prayer meetings on Wednesdays because so many of us work second shift. And so we would meet together at 1230 in the afternoon because most of us had to go to work at 2 or 3 in the afternoon. Point I'm making, it was during one of those prayer sessions, praise God. I was just struggling a little bit with this tongues. And finally, God said, just let it go. Just let it come out. And oh, my goodness, I was speaking in tongues like a Chinese laundry. I mean to tell you folks, it'd it'd not like i had been doing it for 25 years. Amen. Why? Because God said it's there, priest God. It's there. And man, you talk about a faith booster. Now, I don't worship tongues, but my goodness, God has helped me with that speaking in other tongues to pray and to get into depths like I have never had before. So I want to help you with that. Do it. When God puts something on you, just don't hesitate. Amen. Just let it come out, and you'll be surprised what that will accomplish oh hallelujah praise God I'm gonna get to this example now the fifth chapter of the book of Genesis I just want to preach I thought you were gonna preach this morning I really did I thought this guy has got a good message coming out of him and I thought, man, we won't even get to the song service this morning. But that's good. You did great. I appreciate that. But the fifth chapter of the book of Genesis is the genealogy chapter. There's 10, well, actually, there's 13 names you'll find in that chapter, 10 names of of. of uh, people like Adam, and I'll show you these in just a second, and then the, at the end you got the three sons of Noah, you know, and and I don't know if there's any correlation there or not. What I want to center on here, just for a few minutes, is the ten names that you see there. Names like Adam, you know, and 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 Seth, and Enos, and Cainan, K- uh, and Mahalalel, and um, uh, and Jared, and Enoch, and um, uh, names like Methuselah and Lamech. And then last of all, of course, Noah. And I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but every, you know, names in the Bible mean something. You know, they didn't just name them Ted and Bob and Steve and all that kind of business, although those names mean things too. Do you know what my name means in Hawaiian? Should I not tell them? Oh, how you say it in Hawaiian. I think it means it, though. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Kiwi. Isn't that cool? Now if you start calling me Kiwi, I'm going to spit at you, okay? No, I won't spit at you. But yeah, we do have names that mean things. You know, you can go into a, into a, a drugstore someplace and they got those cups. You ever see them? Somebody's making all of that stuff up, by the way. And they're making millions of dollars. I think I'll start a cup ministry and I'll just put names on there and say, well, this is what that really means, you know? But in the Bible, when you go back to the original language, folks, I'm telling you something, it does mean something. Amen. Let me give you a for instance here. The word Adam literally means image of God. That's what that means. Amen. The word Seth. The word Seth. Now I'm talking about in the Hebrew here now. I'm not talking about in the English language. Okay. The word Seth means appointed. Okay. The word Enos means mortal man. The word Cainan means sorrow. The word Mahalaleel means blessed God. Now go ahead, you can look this up for yourself. I'm not making this up, okay? Uh, The word Jared means came down. The word Enoch means teaching. Come on, this was not an accident that he put these in this chapter, praise God. The word Methuselah means um, uh, his death shall bring it. That's literally what that word means, amen. And we sometimes associate that with the flood because when Methuselah died, that's when the flood came. But hey... Did, did we not read the fifth chapter of the book of John? Right. Did we not understand that the scriptures testify of Jesus? Amen. So yeah, I'm not saying it didn't mean the flood was going to come, but it means something a whole lot bigger than that. Praise God. And then the word Lamech, it means strength. And then the word Noah means comfort. Now if you'll put all of that together, which is what you've got to do sometimes with scripture, Bible says rightly dividing the word of truth. You know, the Bible uses the word understanding. And in many places in the New Testament, the word in the Greek means to put it all together. And so if you put this all together, it literally means in this fifth chapter with those ten names, it means God has appointed that mortal man shall suffer or shall sorrow. But the blessed God came down teaching that his death shall bring strength and comfort now who is that talking about come on that's in the fifth chapter of the book of genesis that's in the old testament that's what i'm talking about the hidden things of god sometimes god will take a a whole bunch of stuff and he'll just say listen i got a whole bigger meaning for that and you might be the one that becomes the recipient of that in jesus name so testifying of Jesus Christ, that's what this scripture is good at doing, amen. And so that's why you and I, we, must, we can have confidence in the word of God. We can have absolute confidence in what God is doing in Jesus' name. Last week, I talked about three different aspects, if you remember this. Witnessing, remember that? Witnessing. Witnessing is me talking to others, and that's what God wants me to do. Not that I become a jabber box and I keep people from working at the job and stuff like that. But using the golden opportunities that God will give me every week. Come on, I made a a claim last week and I'll make it again this week. The natural things of God. Amen. God wants you to become a natural citizen of heaven. He wants the divine things to become natural in your life in Jesus' name. That they will flow out of you that nobody has to prompt, that you'll just know, praise God, when God wants to do that. And a lot of that can take place in our witness, our witness for the Lord. Who are we really supposed to witness to in the first place? Come on, we are witnesses of Almighty God. Amen. And then we talked about prayer, praise God, is when we talk to God. And yes, we need to talk to God and allow Him to talk to us in Jesus' name. But the Word, everybody say the Word. The Word is when God speaks to us. And this is why, again, we must go back and have very uh, tons of confidence in what God's Word says. And so I hope that many of you will use that, um, uh, that uh, provoking, maybe even a little bit of irritation, that Brother Kilman brought to his dissertation on Sunday morning. It wasn't for me. I loved every second of it. And I know many of you did too. But I believe he was provoking us. Go into that, new, that Old Testament. Read it differently this year. Read it with a prayer, praise God, that God show me. Help me to see, praise God, how you were in the Scriptures, praise God, and how you were there in Jesus' name. I think of that great example when the children of Israel were in the wilderness Amen, and the Bible says, I don't know how it went like how it went with them, but all of a sudden you know they're like me, you know you can do things can happen in my life for days and days and days, and I just don't have a clue and all of a sudden I'll look around and I'll go, Whoa, that's what she meant yeah yeah that's that's there, and somebody turned around and said. Did that rock, was that there yesterday? That looks exactly like the same one that he spoke to the other day. And of course, we understand by clarification in the New Testament, the Bible says the rock that followed them in the wilderness was Jesus Christ. Now, ain't that cool? Amen. That is absolutely cool. And there's just so much more of that. Amen, that God wants to to let know into you, wants to take the hidden things, wisdom, and give you the wisdom of the world in Jesus' name. Let me leave you with something here today, praise God. And, um, and a lot of this is just centering around the Word, praise God. And this is just a very simple Bible study that I do myself from time to time when it comes to the Word, praise God. There's six things, there's probably many, many more, but there's six things that I try to do with God's Word on a regular basis, okay? And I, I can't give you time frames for it, but I just do it. I mean, this is just my regiment, praise God. I was going to read you a story, and maybe next week I'll do that. It's about an individual that spent about, half of the, about, about 75% of his lifetime studying the Old Testament and, and that type of thing, and it's very inspiring. Years ago, when I first came into the church, one of the first books that I read was something called The Seal of God. Um, Paul Bodish was in the church in Dubuque there, and he was giving them out, he gave me one. And I read it, and it just absolutely floored me. I couldn't believe that there was that much in, in the Word of God. And what this story centered around was uh, some people, and one of those people was a guy named uh, um, uh, Ivan Pan, Pannet, I believe is his name, P-A-N-I-N. And he was a, a Russian that, that spent a, a lifetime studying the, the, the Hebrew and the Greek and, and the things that he came up with mathematically were just absolutely, it just blew me away. And I was so just taken back by it that I went out and bought like 30 copies of the book and I just give them out. I gave them to everybody I knew, you know. Um, and I don't know if that was the right thing to do or not, but I just did. And, you know, and and upon my exuberism to give them all away, I didn't keep one. And when I I realized that years later, it was out of print. And I've never been able to find the book. And I don't know, you know, I don't know what that means or not. But the bottom line is, folks, there's just a lot of things in this word that if we'll be diligent about seeking God, we will find things. Just like that fifth chapter of the book of, of Genesis. I probably have showed most of you that already. But the bottom line is, it's there. It's testifying of Jesus. And it gives us a greater opportunity. But six things, six things that I personally do. This is not something I'm teaching that I'm gonna put in a drawer someplace that I don't ever do again. First thing is I hear the word. I know that's very simple. But I have um, on my phone, I have it at my job, I have it, you know, most places that I go. I hear the word, I just listen to it. Years ago, Talk radio was the irritant in my life. And I just said, man, you know, and God just said, well, why don't you shut it off? Oh, well, that's simple, you know. And so what I devised was I said, God, I, I, I don't want to shut off everything. What should I do? And God just put it in my heart. He says, start listening to my word. And so I did that. About 35 years ago, 40 years ago, I just started listening to God's word. Started with cassette tapes. That'll age me. And then, you know, uh, CDs, and now you can get this stuff on your phone. I think I got like five or six different versions of it. But listening to the Word of God, hearing the Word of God. And I understand that that means more than just just listening, but but hear the Word. The Bible says, faith cometh by? And hearing by the? Very simple scripture. I understand that. Very simple, but very profound. Praise God. The second thing that I do, and this is kind of old-fashioned, but I read it. I'll take portions. I read through the Bible in its entirety in a year's time, many times, but I just read, 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 read. And I can't tell you that I comprehend everything that I read, but it just, again, it fills a slot. Many of us are people, human beings, that if we don't have something good going in our lives, something bad is going to be right around the corner. Oh, Pastor Carnan's being a prophet of doom. No, I'm not. I'm being very realistic. There's all kinds of crud out there. All kinds of stuff. And I'm not going to sit here and teach you on that stuff. I'd rather just say, well, listen, there's some good stuff. And the Word of God is great. I mean, it's powerful. It'll do something for you. Those of you that are working secular jobs like me, you know, use that time, praise God, to hear and to read, praise God. And then the third thing that I do, you know, and, and, and um, I, 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 I want to promote more time for that for my own self personally, is I study. I take subjects and, and, and just kind of dissect them. And one of the things that has helped me as a pastor is I'm not studying as much today for, for, for sermons and for lessons as I'm studying to know. I want to know him. I want to know what's going on. I want, to, I want to have a clear understanding, not so that I can stand up and do what I'm doing here, you know, but so that I will know, praise God. And so studying, praise God. A good example of this is found in the book of Acts, chapter number 17. Paul was evangelizing at the time, and he was trying to hook up with the Thessalonians. He was trying to to teach that church, the, the Thessalonians, and he did some powerful teaching. If you read those epistles, they're kind of a product of that. But on the most part, they weren't real receptive to the word. They weren't. And I've, I've, been in Thessalonian, Thessalonian houses. Been in Thessalonian Bible studies. And I'm not the critic here, folks. I'm just telling you. But Paul, you know, he wasn't being received, so he, he left that portion of the country. And he came to a place called the, or where there was a group of people called the Bereans. And, man, Bible study took on a whole different meaning. They had probably a five-hour Bible study that first night. And one of the reasons they were able to do that was because the Bible says they were ready. Amen. And so be ready. Amen. Ask the Lord to help you to be prepared. A lot of times we get involved in our rituals and we want to do things on a systematic way, and I'm not against that. I do a lot of that myself. But sometimes it's in the most impromptu times that God has prepared me. Maybe an event just happened in my life. Maybe a disappointment just came my way. And instead of going and burying my head in a pillow and boohooing and that type of thing, God says, open up my word now and let me talk about that story. Amen. And let me show you how I went through that too. Man, alive. Do you feel that Holy Ghost here? Isn't that amazing? That's God's witness to his word in Jesus' name. And then number four, a um, thing that I do personally, and, um, and, and, and it's hard for me, is memorize. I try to memorize things out of the Bible. Amen. And, um, and, and, and it just does some things. It really, really, really does. Amen. Yesterday as I was going through the 119th Psalm, all 136 or 76 verses of it, man, constantly, thy word, thy word, thy word, it was just plastered all over the place. And so, again, it renewed me in the fact that this is what we got to be about. we got to be people who push this worldly stuff away. It's going to keep coming, folks. I'm not a prophet of doom. I'm just telling you it's going to keep coming. It's going to. But you have the power through the help of God to push it away, praise God, and say, no, this is more important in Jesus' name. And then number five, the thing that I do, you know, and I'm talking about on a regular basis, is I meditate on the Word of God. I take portions of Scripture, praise God, and I say, praise God, Lord, help me to meditate upon this, not to just let this slide off and and become something that just kind of hit me between the, you know, between the eyes at this point in time. I was as I was praying through the Psalms this morning, I um, I came across this, and many of you are familiar with this. I'm turning pages, that's why. It's taken me so long. But um, look at this in Psalm uh, number 1. Look at this. Look at what it says there. Psalm 1. It says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, but standeth in the way of, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight, praise God. That word literally means his pleasure. He loves this. This is not something that somebody has to make him do. This isn't something that's a dread. To him. Come on, this is something that man alive, this is what I waited for all day. Oh, hallelujah. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate. Do you see that? Praise God. The word literally means to study. It's a different way to study in Jesus' name. I'm telling you, folks, this is what God wants to do. Oh, hallelujah. Well, oh, let me give you one example. Praise God. I can't go without this. Look at 119th Psalm. Come on, I read the whole thing so I can preach for him, all right? Okay, the Bible says, look at this. Look at this. In verse 164, Psalm 119, 164. Praise God. That's way back there, isn't it? Seven times a day do I praise thee because of thy righteous judgments. And then it says, great peace. Somebody say great. Great. Oh, great peace have they which love Thy law. That's a project I've been working on now for 40, almost 45 years. I don't want to just know the word. I don't want to just memorize it. I don't want to just do all of these things that will help me to see it. I want to love God's word. I don't want to argue with it. I don't want to have it come into my life and say, "God, let's have a discussion." No, the discussion's already gone. You're gonna. Your word is the final authority. In the name of Jesus. Come on, folks. If you can get that kind of thing in portions of Scripture you will not fall in Jesus name because great peace have they which love thy law and nothing wow you talk about an offensive generation you talk about man you better watch how you walk into that room you better not say that to them oh you better be all this kind of stuff my goodness the Bible says if we begin to love the law of God, these offenses will go by the wayside, praise God. And we'll learn to take those opportunities and we'll begin to see what God is doing, not only in our lives, but in the lives of people around us. Hallelujah. The word peace in the Hebrew means needs to harmony. It means to put it together. And what are we talking about? Me and God, we need to be harm- harmonic. We need to be together, praise God. Amen. How can two walk together unless they agree? And so all of these things come by allowing his word, praise God, to become the main focal point in our lives again. Amen. And I understand I'm talking to people that you've got thousands of distractions. So do I, praise God. But that's why, praise God, I'm going to hear it, I'm going to read it, I'm going to study it, I'm going to memorize it, I'm going to meditate upon it. And then last of all, praise God, don't let a week go by without applying it. I'm telling you, we're living in a generation. They like to go to meetings. They like to go to these big conferences. And I'm not against them, praise God. And they hear all the hoopla. But praise God, a week later, you can't even tell they went to a place like that. And I'm not being critical. I'm just saying it's because of a simple principle like this. Apply the word. What's he telling you to do? And so this is what we get. Hey, get up here and get a song, okay, so I'll quit. I, I could go on, praise God. Praise God. Let me just leave you with one more scripture. Praise God. Got a whole book full of them here. Amen. And aren't you glad I didn't preach from all 176 verses? (laughs) Give me some credit, okay? Praise God. But the Bible says in Psalm 100, or not 100, got to get rid of the 119th Psalm for a minute, but Psalm 37 Praise God. And I want you to see something here. There's some tremendous things that are brought forth in this um, this, this particular psalm, and it talks about the fact that a good man, the steps are ordered of the Lord, and, and all of that stuff, and it's really good. But here's what I want you to see. The Bible says in verse 37, Psalms 37 and 37, that should be easy to memorize. It says, Mark the perfect man. It says, And behold the upright For the end of that man is peace. He's hooked up with Jesus. That's what's going on in his life. And folks, that's what I want going on in mine. Amen. I hope that's what you want. I I can't hear I'm not here to say you better or not. I'm not going to threaten you. But I am going to say that God gives us an opportunity for those six things. This week will be no different. I don't care how busy it is. You'll have that opportunity to take God's word and allow him to take the hidden things and begin to bring them up in Jesus' name. Let's take a few minutes. Maybe you could lift your hands and you could begin to call upon the Lord. I think that's always a good, a good thing to do, especially after hearing the word in Jesus' name. Yes. Oh, yes, Lord God. Have your way here, Jesus. give myself away i give myself away so you can, can. Be-